Hey, Adoration family, tonight you're going to be blessed with not one, but two interviews that I did on the mission field while in Rwanda. The first conversation is going to be with my friend Bosco Ruhenda, who is the executive director for Trinitas Community Organization. And the second one will be with Pastor Kiefer Bent of Berwyn Baptist Church. In the midst of doing these two interviews, I must tell you that my admiration for both men is just overwhelming. And it was an honor to be able to sit down and have a chat and chew, so to speak, while out there in the Bugasera District Village, which is right outside of Kigali, Rwanda. So Adoration family, sit back and enjoy the two conversations with these great gentlemen of faith. You're listening to When Christians Speak Online Talk Radio, broadcasting out of the Washington, D.C. metropolitan area. Today's voice crying out in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord. When Christians Speak is dedicated to lifting up the name of Christ Jesus and spreading the good news. Christian Speak Talk Radio is a non-profit ministry. We are dedicated to spreading the gospel of Jesus through our programs and special guests. We exist through the generous support of our listeners. If you are being blessed through this ministry and would like to give a love offering, go to our website and click on our donation page. Your donation will be processed through PayPal. Our prayer is that you may prosper, be in good health, even as your soul prospers. When Christians Speak Talk Radio is a 501c3 nonprofit ministry, so all of your gifts to this ministry are tax deductible. So go out to our website, www.whenchristianspeak.com, and click on our donation page. The love of Jesus has changed my life. I've seen his beauty and heard his word. Now I worship at the feet of Christ who redeemed me with his own
Hey guys, welcome to a special remote edition of Adoration. Hey, I'm yours truly, Mac, and sitting with me is someone who is more than just a friend, more than just a business partner. This guy right here, now he will be humble and will not admit it, but he is one of the most incredible minds that I've ever met. And I'll tell you a story. Seven years it took for him to connect with me. But once God allowed that connection to take place, it seems like we have been friends, business partners, and lovers of God like it's been forever. I want to introduce to you my friend, my colleague, my brother in faith, Brujinda Bosco. And we're going to call him Bosco. Hey, Bosco, what's going on? Hey, Mark, how are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing good, man. How are you? Man, I'm yeah. <laughs> well, let me tell you, man, I am so glad to have this opportunity to sit here at our project site uh, here in the Bugasera district and uh, outside of Kigali, Rwanda. And um, I wanted to have my audience get to know a little bit about how ministry can operate. Because many times we think that the ministry can operate simply by way of the local church. But I tell you, when God says that the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof and all that dwell therein, he's talking about being able to go outside of the prism of the church, the building, and know that anywhere that people are walking, that God is everywhere and that ministry can take place. So what I wanted to do, because this is a busy man, so I have to really get him when he can stay still long enough to talk with me, to just tell our audience a little bit about your story. Thank you very much. My name is Bosco Rohinda. I'm from Rwanda. We are on the land called Bujesera District where we are carrying the project of community transformation. What I do, I'm a businessman by professional, evangelist by coding. I love helping people, transforming people, and the purpose of doing business is to do mission. I do business as a mission. Yes, yes, that is great. But you know, we know that historically, if you know anything about Rhonda, that... Uh, something really awful took place a long time ago and we are sitting here in a land that is recovering from the travesty of genocide and you are literally looking at a product a good product of what can come out of a horrible situation into something that will promote life and promote prosperity of spirit and of material things. So, Bosco, here's the thing that I really want you to share with our audience. What was it like being in the midst of that genocide and what did you do in order for you and your family to survive? 
Um, thank you, Brother Mark. You know what happened in Rwanda in 1974? We experienced one of the tr tragic things about genocide against Tutsi, where more than a million people were killed. And uh, I can say this was the hand of God to protect us so that we cannot be among of people who died. And the reason why we didn't die, I think so, it was the purpose of God so that we can claim his goodness to you. If we can survive, you can survive too. Because into God, everything is possible. Amen. Amen. Now, what he's not telling you is that in the very place that we are sitting right now, for years and years and years, he has been an instrumental part of this community through evangelism in order to take a people that could have been lost and forgotten and to encourage them through the word of God and also through educational uh, possibilities and also through economic possibilities in order to build the community so that instead of being a village, it will one day be a thriving city within itself. Now, what he also did not tell you, but I will tell you that he is a businessman extraordinaire. And tell us about the business that you and your brothers have created. Oh, thank you very much about the business. We are into a business we can call building homes. Building homes and houses, this is two different things. We are building we are into a real estate business. We are building homes and we sell. Now our task is to build affordable housing where we want to make sure that you are part of the solution because our country, Rwanda, is among of the country with many people in, one, in the small square meter. One of the solutions is to build housing which can be affordable. All right. And so together, along with Bosco, is his brother Derek and also Emmanuel. And they have formed Trinitas uh, Community Organization. Tell us about that. The Trinitas Community Organization, it's a non-profit organization where we sponsor kids mm -hmm. and we put the mothers and the families into discipleship program. It's, I can say it's a holistic transformation where we train them into saving schemes, weaving and sewing projects so that we can help them to raise up the next generation as they are their kids so that in the next years to come we have the better leaders for this country. Excellent, excellent. And so, Bosco, I'll make this my final question to you. Yes, my brother. My brother. <laughs> <laughs> um, how do you see the future of this community and of Rwanda? Oh, hallelujah. This is interesting. <laughs> when you talk, one of the passion you have is to turn the village into a city. Yes. And how are we going to do this? Through bringing all the infrastructure on the land. We have already started and we want to see uh, people coming from the darkness into the light using the word of God and even transforming them with both two hands, hands of compassion and the hands of working. We are training them to change their lives through working so, and we are partnering with government and other institutions so that we can transform this community 
into a city for Christ. My God, my God. And so, guys, as we get ready to close this very short interview, let me tell you, um, never in my life have I been more inspired to work with someone. Again, we have taken this beyond just the building of communities, and we have literally blended our families together in which we can truly say that we are brothers in Christ, in friendship, and in love. Bosco, thank you. Thank you, man. Thank you, my brother. Okay. Yes. God bless. God bless you so much. Hey, my beloveds at Adoration. This is Mac, and we are here with another edition of our program. One of the things that we have tried to do over the years is to make sure that when we have the opportunity to feature people that are on the mission field, that we give them that opportunity so that you can see some things that are outside of the local church and see how life is in the world and in the communities where the Word of God is so desperately needed. Now, this is, this is going to be, I think, one of my favorite times to just uh, sit back and have a quick conversation because the gentleman that is sitting to my right, we have spent the last nine or ten days here in uh, the Bugacera district on the eastern province in uh, Kigali, Rwanda. And this man right here, let me tell you a little bit about him before I give you his name. He is a teacher extraordinaire. He is a man of God that is the husband of one wife and he has one son as well. And through our trip here, he has demonstrated over and over and over again the importance of being not only spiritually sound, but also theologically and biblically sound with the doctrine of the Word of God being the most important element. And so without further ado, let me introduce you to my friend, and now I've started to call him my pastor, Pastor Kiefer Bent. Hey, Pastor Kiefer, welcome to Adoration. How are you? I'm doing good, brother. Doing good. Doing, doing good, good, man. Doing good, doing I want you to be just as alive as if that camera wasn't looking at us right now. Don't worry. <laughs> we won't even look at it. Don't even look at it. Don't even worry about it. Right now, what our audience doesn't know is that we have the whole community right behind this camera. And so we have a whole lot of people that are watching us. But we're going to treat this as if it's just me and you. And, you. and so with that said... Tell me a little bit about you, sir. Wow. Uh, I'll try to give you the... The Cliff Note version. The Cliff Note yeah, version. Yeah, give me that. The abridged version. Well, my name is Pastor Kiefer Bent. I pastor in um, Maryland mm -hmm. in the United States. I've been in ministry now for over 30 years. Um, our chief objective in our church is the evangelization of the world. The, fulfilling the Great Commission. And so we have done that in several nations, partnered with several local groups in different parts of the world on about, at this point, maybe about three different continents. So we are definitely loving 
God's blessing and here we are in Rwanda. Yeah. This is our first trip here and we have just fallen in love with what we have seen here and it is amazing. A little bit overwhelming I must say. <laughs> overwhelming. Okay. We just came back from just reaching out to over what, a thousand two hundred plus kids okay. and just sharing the gospel with them so they can understand God's grace and what God has in store for them as well. So yes, that's what we have been doing. I am also um, the husband of my wife, Martha. Mm. She's in the background here looking at us <laughs> and my son, Jonathan, as well. So we are here representing Burien Baptist Church and what they're doing. And they are the one that are holding the rope, as it were, for us. OK. So that we can continue doing what we do and thank God for that. OK, so just in case uh, some people want to come out and visit your church, where is uh, Berwyn Baptist Church located? Berwyn Baptist Church is located in College Park, Maryland. We are about uh, three blocks away from the University of Maryland. So we are right central, fixed right between D.C. and Baltimore, you know? At least 30 minutes to D.C., maybe 40 <laughs> minutes to Baltimore, depending on what you want, you know? But Excellent. we are right there in the smack dab. We are... Uh, multicultural kind of a church so okay. please don't shock yourself when you come in and see <laughs> all that god has been doing in us. other words your church reflects the way the church should be well yeah it, it reflects the way god has blessed us and what i think god wants to see in the body of christ excellent and that's what we, we love so pastor Kiefer, i have a question for you you said that you've come here with your wife martha and with your son jonathan mm -hmm. how crucial is it that the family support the ministry? In other words, alongside of what you're doing, how important is it for them to also come right in line with the vision? Well, the, the church is about families. That's the nucleus of the church. Families build communities and so on and so forth. So it's incumbent upon every family to mobilize his home for the glory of God as possible, as much as possible, going out to reach the world for God. So I don't see anything unusual about what we are doing. I'm just kind of sad that it's, it seems like the exception, but it should be the norm among us. Excellent, excellent. So now let's, uh, because there's a lot that we could talk about. In fact, you and I, over the course of this past week, have sat down for, I would imagine, hours, hours, yes, yes. hours of conversation. But for this short period of time, Give us your overall impression of your experience here in Gwanda. Ah, uh, wow. Where to start? Um, first of all, we, don't, we didn't have enough time. That's the problem <laughs> right there. You know, but um, my impression is uh, Rwanda's come back from amazing, you know, just the recovery rate, the blessings that God has shown us just raise enough young men everywhere to really be advocate for the gospel and advocate for the kingdom of God. Uh, it, it's just amazing. We are just honored to even be here to partner with what we're seeing just to help that process. We would love to see the church of Rwanda remain in the, the marketplace of ideas okay. so that the, we, we, the church, continue to preach Christ and Him crucified and the philosophy and the blessings and the, the ideas that God's word give to his people so that Rwanda may prosper 
and that this may be this country in the center of Africa may start shining bright. I am personally praying for a revival in this nation in a way that just starts spreading the goodness of God all around as well. And so we love the people and whatever little we can do to help mobilize them for the cause of Christ. Great. So with that said, is there one particular moment that you've had throughout these past few days that is a takeaway for you? Something that, whether it inspired you, excited you, exhilarated you, is there any instance that you could share with our audience? Well, it's a repeated, um, it's a repeated um, occurring instance, I would say, that, you know, it's the, the young men of Rwanda. They so many questions about God's Word, so many questions about how to do things, how to make things different. Um, that's the recurring theme that I see, and I love that. You know, I, I never intend to come here to be the senior citizen in this nation. It just seems like everybody's like uh, 30 and under, you know. Um, it's just um, so the recurring events for me is just the passion of the youth, the young men that I've encountered, you know. Um, you speak and then you spend another hour with them just breaking stuff down. They, they are a phenomenal group of young men, hungry, I would describe them as. They are really hungry for the things of Christ. And um, this, is a, this is a moment in history we need to seize with both hands and in prayers on our knees. Amen. Amen. So as a final thought, we've been focusing on where we're sitting at right now. But literally, looking at that lens, there will be other people that are outside of Rwanda that will want to know this one thing. And this is the most important question that I'm going to ask you. How does one get saved? Wow. Well, after 30-something years in ministry, that has not changed. For 2,000 years of Christian history, that has not changed. First of all, when we talk about people coming to Christ, one of the first things we try to do is people to understand that we have sinned against a holy God. We have violated His commandment. Mm. The Bible says that because of what we have done, we, are, we have stolen, we have lied, we have cheated, we have killed our brother with our tongue and with our own hands many times. God says because we have done these things, we have broken His commandment. And because we have broken his commandment, we stand to receive God's judgment. The beauty about this is that God not only lay out the bad news, but he also make provision to tell us the good news. And the good news is that Jesus Christ came and died for us to pay for those sins. As the word of God says, as Jesus himself said it in John 3:16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son. Whoever believes in this Son should not perish but have eternal life. It is that gospel that we bring to them. If people receive Christ, recognizing that they are sinners, desperately need, in need of redemption, then God says on that score, if you repent of your sin, turn away from wickedness and turn to Him, God says, my arms are open, ready to receive you so that you may come to know the true and loving God. That's the message that we carry. We carry other message to reinforce that one, but that is our singular 
nuclear message. And we, we pray that millions in Rwanda will actually come to that realization and come to that truth. There is a lot of potential for that message to spread throughout Rwanda and turn the nation around. And I really pray, like I said, I'm personally praying for a revival here where men will come to know Christ as Savior through that gospel message. And that, that gospel message would spread in every crevice and every corner of this nation. I was told 14 million Rwandans. I pray to God that every single one of them come to know Christ. Just name. Amen. Well, Pastor Kiefer, I thank you for sitting down, having this chat and chew, so to speak. Now, we've been really dignified because we are being <laughs> put on camera right now. Oh, we're going to behave ourselves. Yeah, we're behaving ourselves. But let me tell you, as we close out, this is my brother in Christ. And uh, our families have fellowshiped for a little while now. And I call myself blessed and honored to know him, to know his family, and that they are here with us uh, just soaking up everything that God has for us. It is my prayer for you as well that anything that your heart desires, that you would take it to the Lord in prayer and trust and believe that he will give you the desires of your heart. God bless you and good night. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.